2: That's going to get down for a base hit, and it's going to bounce. Cut off in front of the warning track by Thompson, but both runs will score. Grisham into second with a two-run double, and the Padres lead it 3-0.
3: Trent Grisham with a two-run double ends up being the big hit as the Padres beat the Chicago White Sox in their series opener in the Windy City by a final score of three to two. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network as we wrap this one up. The Padres, three runs, six hits, and no errors. The White Sox, two runs, eight hits, and one error Padres improved to eighty and eighty, back to five hundred for the very first time since they. They were nineteen and nineteen on May eleventh. Padres continue their very, very good month of September, and they pick up a nice series opening win in Chicago at Guaranteed Rate Field. Lot to do here on our post game coverage. We'll go back to Chicago here from Padres manager Bob Melvin. May also have some additional post game reaction from inside the Padres clubhouse. All the highlights for you are nightly awards, full out of town scoreboard, and we'll take some of your phone calls coming up as well. So a bit of a bittersweet night for the San Diego Padres because on one hand, well, the game here tonight, the Padres kept on playing well. They improved to 18-7 here in the month of September, best record in baseball this month. And again, they improved back to 500 for the first time in a really Really long time. Hard to believe how long it's been since the Padres were at 500 and they have a real opportunity with a win tomorrow to at least guarantee they'll finish with a 500 record. If they were to sweep Chicago this weekend, well, they would finish with above a 500 record. Best Padres can do right now is 82 and 80, but here tonight they pick up the win improved to 80 and 80. Uh, the not so good part of tonight was, oh, I don't know when exactly it was during tonight's game, but the Miami Marlins battled back with four runs in the eighth inning to beat the Pittsburgh Pirates by a final score of four to three. And with that, The Miami Marlins essentially eliminated the San Diego Padres mathematically from postseason contention. We knew coming in, the situation was very simple, but the Padres needed a whole lot to happen. They needed to win these three games in Chicago today, tomorrow, and Sunday, but they also needed the Marlins not to win another game this year, the Cubs not to win another game this year, and the Reds to have a losing series to finish up their season over the weekend. Well, the Marlins came back to beat the Pirates, and with that, Uh, The Padres are mathematically eliminated from making the 2023 postseason. Obviously, the postseason chances were very, very slim for a while. And we've known this now for a couple of weeks that it was going to take really a miracle for the Padres to get into the dance. Well, we know now officially the season will end on Sunday, obviously not a spot that really any of us thought they would be, uh, sitting at 500 here on September 29th, and now just uh, hoping with a couple of wins they can finish above 500, but that's where our attention goes, and uh, certainly lots of time now to talk about what this season has been, and uh, what's to come uh, in the coming weeks and into 2024, but the Padres will not be playing playoff baseball here in 2023, that became official during tonight's game with that Marlins win in Pittsburgh. lot to do on our post-game coverage, and we'll do what we always do, both tonight, tomorrow, and on Sunday. We'll break down the game here on the post-game show, take your phone calls, and we will wrap up this season uh, throughout the next few days. So hope you'll join us both here tonight and throughout the next few days on our pre- and post-game coverage. Final, to- uh, final score here tonight, Padres 3 and the White Sox 2. Post-game show, the highlights, and Padres manager, Bob Melvin, coming up when we come back on the Padres Radio.
4: Hey Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best stories is Wasabi technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest
3: postgame show continues here on Padres Radio Network. Final score here tonight in Chicago, Padres 3 and the White Sox 2. Sam Levitt with you in our San Diego Studios as we wrap this one up. We'll go back to Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago and just a little bit here from Padres manager Bob Melvin. I'm sure a lot to hear uh, from Bob here tonight considering the Padres were mathematically eliminated from postseason contention with the Marlins beating the Pirates earlier tonight in Pittsburgh. By the way, the Cubs and the Brewers are in extra innings in Milwaukee. That was another game and another team that we had a very close eye on, but now to be honest with you, well... I don't know that we're paying much attention here in San Diego to what's going on with the Cubs or the Marlins or the Reds because uh, now it has officially come to an end as far as the Padres postseason hopes. But the Padres do improve back to 500 here tonight for the first time in a really, really long time since they were 19 and 19 in May. Padres improved to 80 and 80 and certainly a lot of good things from this game for, uh, for the Padres and we'll continue to get into it. And look, the Padres for whatever it is it's worth and obviously look it is a season that has quite clearly not lived up to the expectations and we've talked about it plenty day after day uh with every post game show everything we've discussed throughout the last 5 months or so and we'll have plenty of time to keep on discussing it, but the Padres do improve to 18 and seven in the month of September. That's the best record in the majors this month. They have won 12 of 14 and the Padres are back to 500. So look, uh, we've talked about it quite a bit the last couple of weeks. You hope there's something to pull away from it. You hope there is you know some sort of uh, momentum good feeling to pull away from it obviously an offseason lies ahead there's a lot of time between now and spring training opening day 2024 but you hope and uh, certainly better than uh, the Padres not playing very well to finish up 2023 they are playing very well they've uh, beat up on some teams they should beat up on that had been a problem uh, throughout most of this season beating teams uh, with losing records uh, that they quite frankly should beat so uh, look when you zoom in out you look at it it's been a very good month of September obviously not the record uh, the standings the situation you thought they would be in but a lot of good things to pull away from the last few weeks and certainly more good things to pull away from tonight's three to two win again we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin coming up in a little bit so stay tuned for that but first let's recap how this one went down
1: Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center servicing all Fords up to F750s and motorhomes. It was a pitcher's duel
3: early on. Nick Martinez started the night with three scoreless innings and six strikeouts. The Padres had opportunities against Dylan Cease early. They had two runners on in the second, then runners on first and third with two outs in the third. They did not score in either inning. Meanwhile, Martinez just kept on rolling. He had struck out seven and retired the last 11 in a row at the end of four scoreless innings. We went to the fifth inning, still a nothing-nothing game. Padres found some luck. Matthew Bannon Struck out on a pitch in the dirt, but it bounced away from the catcher all the way towards the third-base dugout. Batten went all the way to second on a strikeout. He went to third on a wild pitch. Trent Grisham then walked. Xander Bogarts was next.
2: Long pause, now the pitch. And Xander lines it the other way. Sheets charging in from right. Going to make the catch. Batten's tagging. The throw coming home. No chance. And a sack fly for Xander Bogarts again. Padres with a 1-0 lead here in the fifth inning.
3: Martinez worked around two base runners in a scoreless bottom of the fifth inning. He was great. Five scoreless innings on 76 pitches. Padres had a two-out rally in the sixth inning against the White Sox bullpen. Brett Sullivan and Matthew Batten drew back-to-back walks. Trent Grisham was next.
2: Runners go. The pitch is lined out to right center field. That's going to get down for a base hit, and it's going to bounce. Cut off in front of the warning track by Thompson, but both runs will score. Grisham into second with a two-run double, and the Padres lead it 3 to nothing.
3: Big hit for Trent Grisham, a 3 nothing Padre lead. Scott Barlow pitched the scoreless bottom of the 6th inning. In the bottom of the 7th inning, Luis Garcia got one out, but he left with two runners on base. Tom Cosgrove entered. He issued a walk to load the bases, but Cosgrove bounced back to retire the next two. The White Sox stranded. The bases loaded. Padre still led 3 nothing. Fast forward to the bottom of the 8th inning. Yohan Moncada put the White Sox on the board.
2: This one is swung on and driven to very deep right field. Fernando is at the wall, but he's not going to have a play. Up over the bullpen and into the seats. A long solo home run for Moncada. It's his 11th of the year as he goes deep for the second consecutive day here on the south side, and the White Sox will not be shut out. Now 3-1 to Padres in the eighth inning.
3: A walk-in single later in the inning would put the tying runs on base, but Robert Suarez worked out of it, would only allow that home run to Moncada. Padres still led 3-1 through eight innings. Padres still were hanging on to that 3-1 lead, heading bottom nine. Josh Hader came in. Carlos Perez led off. 2-1
2: pitch is hit in the air to very deep left field. Soto's going back at the wall. He's watching. This one going to go. Long home run to left for Perez. His first big-league homer, and it comes against Josh Hader, leading off here in the bottom of the ninth inning, and this is a one-run game.
3: Hader got the next batter, but then a walk, then he hit a batter. So, the tying and winning runs were on base. He then fell behind Moncada, 3-0, but Hader got the count back to 3-2. 3-2.
2: Here's the pitch. Moncada swings. It's a ground ball to short. Bogarts has it. It's his second one. Came to first in time. A double play to end it. And for the first time since mid-May, when they were 19-19, the Padres have gotten back to 500. They beat the White Sox here tonight 3-2 to to run their record to 80-80.
3: A nice win for the Padres, a nice win to open up the final series of twenty twenty three as the Padres win it by the final of three to two, like Jesse said, back to five hundred, eighty and eighty for the first time since May eleventh, when they were nineteen and nineteen. Padres now have an opportunity to finish at or above five hundred, depending on what they do over the next couple of days in the Windy City. White Sox dropped to sixty-one and ninety-nine. They are trying to avoid a one hundred loss season. So that is what is at stake, and now what? Officially becomes, after tonight, the final baseball for the Padres here in 2023. Padres were clinging to that one nothing and then 3 nothing lead for a while. They did only go 1-for-8 with runners in scoring position here tonight. They did leave on 12, but the pitching side of things, very, very good. Nick Martinez, five scoreless innings. He picks up his sixth win, and he continues to pitch really well as of late, and especially in a starting role. Scott Barlow, is uh, scoreless inning. Luis Garcia, Tom Cosgrove combining for a scoreless 7th inning. Robert Suarez giving up just the home run in the 8th inning. Hader giving up just the solo home run in the ninth inning. Hader picks up save number 33 this season. Let's go back to Chicago and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin.
1: Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Sindley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Sindley Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource.
4: Here are the Marlins at one.
5: Um, probably not long after it happened. It's tough to follow the scoreboard here a little bit, but um, somebody was mentioning it. I think... Weren't they losing, it was a four spot or something? So our guys are following it pretty closely. Unfortunately, that's the case. So guys continue to play, you know, played hard, won another one-run game, so
0: continue to play well. What is kind of the level of frustration or disappointment knowing that the season won't end where you guys probably hoped it would?
5: Yeah, you know, I honestly, we're just trying to win games. We knew it was long odds, but now you get down to the last three games of the year and maybe there's even a little bit more hope after the off day. You know, with the rain out and all that yesterday, kind of felt like maybe things were swinging our way. But um, unfortunately, that's not the case. So, you know, we just got to play the last couple games and try to finish on a on a good note. Take that into the off season. No,
0: it's probably still ironic that just happened. But the fact that you have played as as well as you have this month. Now, knowing that you're not headed to the postseason, does that make it tougher knowing kind of what you guys are capable of?
5: You know what, we were, I think we're way past that. So we, we know that we had a tough year and we know that, that we left a lot on the table. But the only thing we can do at this point in time now is play, is is win games and create a good feeling. What do you think of Nick tonight? Really good. I mean, I, he's remarkable in what he can do, you know, out of the bullpen and rotation. Five innings, almost 80 pitches today. I mean, it's just very few guys can do that. But he is locked in from the start. You saw the strikeouts, swinging misses, good changeup, good curveball, really good fastball that day too. That ball had in his right wrist. He got him in the wrist and the thumb somehow. But mm-hmm. I think he's okay. We'll see.
3: That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from down by the clubhouse uh, at Guaranteed Rate Field in Chicago following this 3-2 win for the Padres over the White Sox. Sam Levitt back with you inside our San Diego studios here on the Padres Radio Network. Good to have you with us on this Friday evening. Good to hear that Xander Bogarts is... Doing okay after he was hit by a pitch in the sixth innings. Xander did not come out of the game. So good to hear he's uh, okay after getting hit by what Bob Melvin called was both the wrist and the thumb. So uh, hopefully Xander has no... Uh, ill effects from that and uh, can be in the lineup here the final two days to finish up this season you heard bob melvin talk about nick martinez there and uh, look nick like we said earlier with another fine outing here tonight and after our next break we'll get a little bit deeper into what nick did here tonight and what he's done lately because he's been very very impressive as of late and here tonight picks up the win with five scoreless innings you also heard bob melvin talk about finding out uh, that the Marlins won and that officially the Padres have been mathematically eliminated from postseason contention. And, and look, I, I think much like for myself, for everybody at the station that has talked about it the last couple of weeks, for the fans, I think everybody had sort of an understanding that this was very, very much a long shot now for the last week or two. But, look, I, I think there was that glimmer of hope as, you know, the Padres still weren't eliminated, and especially with what happened yesterday. And to be honest with you, you know, looking at the scores early today where the Pirates had a 3 nothing lead, the Cubs were trailing 3 nothing, and I was thinking to myself, wow, this could get to tomorrow. And, well, if it gets to tomorrow, what if it got to Sunday? And all of a sudden this is going from real long shot to pretty interesting here in the final Uh, 48 hours or so but unfortunately the marlins uh, win here tonight to to really take away that possibility and uh, i think bob melvin sort of echoed what i've said many times here in the post game and what we said a little bit earlier which is look um it's not where anybody thought this team would be it has not been anywhere near the season you hope for but you hope there is something to pull away from the way they're playing here down the stretch and the way they've played in the final month of the season to create a good feeling, to create good routines, good habits, and like I've said before, maybe at at bare minimum, shake off some of what has plagued this team this season, whatever that might be uh, whether it's been uh, you know things that that haven't gone well on the field whether it's uh, bonding I I don't know I mean whatever that might be uh, again like Bob Melvin said uh, create a good feeling heading into the offseason and you sort of take it from there so unfortunate here tonight with the way things panned out on the out-of-town scoreboard but we knew that the Padres were going to have to Not just get a little help, not just get a lot of help. They were just going to have to uh, really pull off a miracle as far as outside help, even had they won tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. And uh, the Padres do get that 3-2 win against the White Sox here tonight as they keep on playing a very good brand of baseball here in the month of September. When we come back, we'll dive even deeper into what Nick Martinez did in this ball game here tonight and we'll continue to break this one down give out more of our daily awards and we'll take a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard and we'll take your phone calls 833-288-0973 833-288-0973 if you want to talk about tonight's game you want to talk about the Padres being officially eliminated from postseason contention. Your uh, feelings, your thoughts on this Friday night. Would love to hear from you on the phones or via social media. As always, you can tweet at me at Sammy Lev S A M M Y L E V. Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev there too S A M M Y L E V. Post game show continues when we come back. Final score here tonight: Padres three, White Sox two. On the Padres radio network.
6: Thank <laughs> you.
3: Our post show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios as we wrap this one up. Padres win it in Chicago by a final score of three to two. Padres tonight were officially uh, eliminated from postseason contention with the Mar- with the uh, Marlins beating the Pirates in Pittsburgh four to three. By the way, the Brewers just beat the Cubs uh, in uh, Milwaukee in walk-off fashion. So had uh, <laughs> had the Pirates. Hung on to that 3 nothing lead. Padres postseason hopes would have uh, lived to see another day, but uh, not the way it went here tonight. Marlins won, so now... We play tomorrow, we play Sunday, and that is it officially here in 2023. But the Padres certainly have a lot of good things to take away from this 3-2 to win here tonight. And like we said earlier, the way they've played here in the month of September. We will get some of your phone calls coming up. 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973 is always the phone number to call. Let's dive into what went right for the Padres on the mound here tonight with our East Pitcher of the Game.
1: Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the grilling store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Trank Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the grilling store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Our ace pitcher of the
3: game here tonight, no doubt about it, Nick Martinez. Great outing for Nick. Five scoreless innings, two hits. Struck out eight, walked two, 76 pitches been very very good as of late nick martinez how about this his last eight appearances and three starts remember he's now uh, started three straight games and in those three starts he's gonna combined 12 innings with just five hits given up no runs been very good in these spot starts as of late being inserted back into the rotation but his last eight outings or i should say excuse me nine outings Going back to late August, he's a 0-4-5 ERA. 20 innings of work and just one earned run given up on 13 hits. So Nick has been really good lately. He was on a good run in the relief roll and then reinserted back into the rotation. Padres needed him there, and he's been very, very good since doing that. So more of the same really from Nick Martinez. So much flexibility, versatility, what he can do. Team player willing to do whatever it takes to help the team win from starter to reliever then later in the season back to reliever. Certainly did that last year as well. And uh, Nick Martinez, no doubt, our ace pitcher of the game. And like I said, 0-4-5 ERA in now his last 20 innings, a span of nine appearances and three starts. And by the way, Nick Martinez, I told you about this pregame. He entered today with the longest active scoreless streak For a starting pitcher in the majors at 21 innings. So that continues here tonight with 26 consecutive scoreless innings as a starter. And again, as a starter... That is the longest active streak in the major leagues. So that's, I mean, that's pretty notable considering if you would ask somebody that, I don't think Nick Martinez would be their first thought because he's been a reliever most of this season and certainly since uh, about the first month of the year. But he's been very, very good as of late and going back a while in that starting role and in general as of late. So good for Nick. Great job here tonight. And quite frankly, I thought he was dominant through five innings, struck out eight, only allowed two hits got in a little trouble in the first inning runners on first and second with two uh with uh, excuse me one out and you know found a way out of it then from that point on from the first inning through the end of the fourth inning had a span where he retired 11 in a row and then and uh then at one point in the fifth inning it was uh, retiring 13 out of 14. He got into a groove and was really dominant in this game here tonight. So good for Nick Martinez, picks up his sixth win of the season. When we come back, we will take some of your phone calls. Get them in, 833-288-0973, 833-288-0973, phone number to call. You can talk about tonight's game. You can talk about the Padres in general as we come down uh, the final couple of nights of our post-game coverage. So if you want to talk to me before the year is out, well, you got to get your phone call in now. We can talk whatever you want. Padres-related final score here tonight. Padres 3, White Sox 2 on the Padres Radio Network.
4: Wow, wow.
3: Our post game show continues here on the Padres radio network. Sam Levitt with you inside our San Diego studios. Final score here tonight. Padres three, White Sox two. As the Padres take their series opener in Chicago, Padres improve to 80 and 80 on the season. First time they've been back at 500 in a while since they were 19 and 19 all the way back on May 11th. And Uh, Look, uh, (laughs) is it where you thought they would be here in late September with two games to go? No. Um, certainly, obviously, a bittersweet night. They did win. They did move back to five hundred, but they were also officially eliminated from postseason contention with the Marlins' win in Pittsburgh. But, hey, uh, is what it is right now. You try to play the final two games here, play them well, get a couple of wins, and take what you can away from them. Certainly a lot of uh, bright spots in this game here tonight, uh, including what Nick Martinez did. We discussed that with his five scoreless innings, picking up the win. Certainly what the Padres did execution in a couple of uh, offensive uh, situations here tonight, whether you want to point to Xander Bogart's not trying to do too much and getting the job done with a, a sack fly in the fifth inning to make it one nothing. How about the two-out rally in the sixth inning? A couple of two-out walks, and then Trent Grisham cashed in with a two-run run double to make it 3-0, and that hit by Grisham really ended up being the game winner in this one as uh, the White Sox would get a couple of late solo home runs, one against Robert Suarez in the 8th inning, one against Josh Hader in the ninth inning, but the Padres able to hang on to what was first a 3 nothing, then a 3-1, and then a 3-2 lead as they go on to win by that final score. Let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. <laughs> Which
1: pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit san diegofoodbank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game
3: here tonight really could go a couple of ways with this. I mean, you know, I'm not going to give it to Suarez or Hayter who gave up the home runs, could give it to Barlow who allowed a two-out double. That was it. He continues to be very effective out of the Padres' bullpen. But I'm giving it to our pregame guest, and that is Mr. Tom Cosgrove, and I'll tell you why. Cosgrove comes in with runners on first and third base in that seventh inning. Now, he did walk the first guy he faced. But then he bounced back with the bases loaded. Keep in mind, this is a 3-0 game at the time. So the tying runs on base, the go-ahead run at the plate. And he had to get through the very top of the White Sox lineup in Anderson and Ben and got them both with the bases loaded. So for that reason, as far as shutting the door, like the, the little intro there says, sometimes you just got to listen to the intro and uh, it'll tell you everything you need to know. Tom Cosgrove able to shut the door in that seventh inning, and uh, keep the Padres in front 3 nothing. So for that, Tom Cosgrove, our relief pitcher of the game here tonight. And by the way, Tom Cosgrove with that two-thirds of an inning scoreless here tonight officially. Here are the numbers right now, and we mentioned this pregame. I mean, look, uh, no way around it. It has been a really, really good year for Tom Cosgrove beyond good great in his rookie season, and he is no doubt, and I, I feel like a broken record every time Tom pitches well, but it's true. He, he's been one of the real good stories for this team here in 2023. His numbers now on the season, 53 appearances, a 179 ERA, 50 innings in a third, got that one save in his lone opportunity on Wednesday in extra innings in San Francisco, not not a ton of strikeouts, forty three and fifty plus innings, eighteen walks. The control's been great, but what has he done? He's limited. He's limited hits, thirty hits allowed in those fifty plus innings, uh, ten earned runs. That's it. One seventy one opponent batting average, oh nine five whip. He's been really really good, and a guy that showed up early in the season. You know who knows what you're going to get right, and and who knows how long he's going to be here for. But to his credit. He pitched so well that the Padres at no point this season would have ever thought of sending him back down to triple a no way he's been too good and he's had some really nice moments i mean the, the strikeout against otani comes to mind uh, he's had some some big strikeouts and big moments in some big situations this season so credit to tom cosgrove he has firmly put himself in this bullpen for next year and who knows maybe for years to come uh, that's how solid he's been with that you know arm angle from the left side and all of it so a uh, salute to Tom Cosgrove, who uh, continues to be really good and certainly uh, did a nice job here tonight working out of that bases-loaded jam in a 3 nothing game in the seventh inning. Let's tell you about our player of the game.
1: Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today
2: go the pitch is lined out to right center field that's going to get down for a base hit and it's going to bounce cut off in front of the warning track by thompson but both runs will score grisham into second with a two-run double and the padres lead it three to nothing
3: trent grisham our player of the game here tonight hey had the big hit in this game lone rbi scoring hit should say run scoring hit in this game ended up being the game winner. Two run double in the sixth inning to give the Padres a three 0 lead. They go on to win by a final of three to two. Trent was on three times in this game: a walk, the double, and also reached on an error in this game. It was a, a tough error. Initially, I thought maybe it was a base hit. So Grisham could have had two hits, only had one, the average at 197. We talked about pregame, his struggles as of late and, and really for a month plus now. But here tonight had a big hit. So a nice moment for Trent here on this Friday night in Chicago to run double. That is why he is our player of the game. When we return here on the Padres Radio Network, a very full look at the out-of-town scoreboard, a lot of important action going on around the major leagues, our play of the game. We wrap it up, get you ready for tomorrow. And again, if you want to get a phone call in, you can 833-288-0973. The phone number, as always, to call. Final score, Padres 3, White Sox 2. We continue after this on the Padres Radio Network.
2: Ready, here's the pitch and a swing and a miss. Just got him to go after the fastball. And Martinez strikes out the side one, two, three here in the second inning. Two, two to Benintendi is swung on and missed. Strike three, another strikeout for Martinez. He's got six in three shutout innings.
3: Nick Martinez, a very nice start in the Padres. Three-two win over the White Sox here tonight. Martinez five scoreless innings, two hits given up, walk two, struck out eight on seventy-six pitches. Not much more you could have asked from Nick Martinez both here tonight and here this season, because now, uh, in all likelihood, well, not in all likelihood for sure, this was uh, the final outing for Nick Martinez here in 2023 in a Padre uniform, and uh, no guarantee based on his contract situation that he will be back next season. Remember, the Padres have a team option on him, then he has player options, and so the Padres have a lot of decisions to make for uh, guys like him and Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, a player option, and my goodness, we're going to have plenty of time to discuss this in uh, the days to come, but a rotation that may look uh, very different in 2024 than it did in 2023, and uh, look, certainly I would, I would love to see Nick Martinez come back, I would. I think he's very, very valuable. He's so versatile, and I think he's a guy who's a real team player, and does what it takes, and does what's asked of him, and, and really does not make a fuss. I mean, considering what he did for this team last season, going back and forth between the rotation and the bullpen, what he did this season once again, and, and really the way he's pitched here, especially down the stretch, Um I just I'm a fan of Nick Martinez. I really, really am, and uh, in his uh, final. Outing of 2023. He was excellent here tonight. Picks up the win is sixth of the season. Five shutout innings in Chicago as the Padres win it by a final score of three to two. Phone number 833 973 If you want to get a phone call in, well, here our play of the game coming up in just a bit. Let's take a look at the out of town scoreboard.
1: Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958.
3: We take a look at scores from around the major leagues. We have a bunch of games that have already gone final. Reds beat the Cardinals 19-2 in st louis six home runs in that game for cincinnati adam wainwright also pinch hit in that game to get one final swing in his major league career but the reds beat up on the cardinals 19 to 2 twins beat the rockies 7 to 6 in colorado twins hit back-to-back home runs in the seventh inning of that game royals beat the yankees 12 to 5 in kansas city bobby witt jr Made it a 30-30 season for himself in that win for Kansas City. Taking a look here. Just give me a second. What did Bobby Witt Jr. do tonight to make it 30-30 as we catch up here on the out-of-town scoreboard? A home run. So uh, hit his 30th home run of the season. 12-5, Royals beat the Yankees in Kansas City. Brewers beat the Cubs 4-3 in Milwaukee. A walk-off base hit in the 10th inning for Milwaukee as the Brewers beat the Cubs 4-3. Nationals beat the Braves 10-6 in Atlanta earlier tonight. Blue Jays beat the Rays 11-4 in Toronto. It was the Red Sox over the Orioles, 3-0 in Baltimore. Guardians beat the Tigers 7-5 in Detroit. Marlins beat the Pirates 4-3 in Pittsburgh. That was the big result earlier today. 4-3, Marlins beat the Pirates. That knocked the Padres out of postseason contention. Game's going on right now. The Dodgers ahead of the Giants, 6-2 in San Francisco, 6-2 in San Francisco in the sixth inning. Mariners beat the Rangers 4-0 in Seattle in the fourth inning. Astros beat the Diamondbacks 2-0 in Arizona angels beating uh the a's five to one in the eighth inning in anaheim we'll hear our play of the game coming up in just a little bit let's go to the phones we go to gonzo calling in from ocean beach hi gonzo you're on the padres radio network how are you
7: sammy my boy we tried all year man so uh i, I mean we take this one with uh i don't know with uh a spoonful of sugar and is there anything that we can think about immediately that'll make it feel better, or is this like a <laughs> Band-Aid and just kind of rip it off? And... Hi, <laughs> hi.
3: Well, uh, look, Gonzo. Uh, you know, I wish I, I had something for you. I really do. Um, look, I, I think uh, you know, like I mean, like Bob Melvin sort of said in the post game, right? And like he's been saying, I mean, you, you try to pull something away from it, you try to have a. A good feeling, Gonzo, about it, but you know, unfortunately, my friend, I, you know, that's about it. And hope that there is something to pull away and some sort of momentum. I have no idea the the reality of that, considering there's a long off season ahead, and uh, who knows what's going to happen here in the next couple of weeks and in all of it. But uh, hey, you, you try to build off something. But look, it's you know, you, you zoom out, Gonzo, and it certainly has not been uh, the year the year you dreamt up, but. Um, You know, look the 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 nice way they've played here in September, all the good things they've done. You, you hope there's something to pull away. Is that realistic or not? With what could be a, a very different group, you know, with a lot of different pieces next season and a full off season between now and spring training, I, I don't know how realistic that is. But I I, I would say this: I think it's certainly better than them you know floundering down the stretch and not playing well they've certainly played their best baseball as of late albeit against uh some some not so good teams
7: yeah we said it last year we'll say it again i mean this is why we're positive fans. so uh welcome to san diego and uh <laughs> i'll be talking to you soon
3: all right gonzo thanks so much appreciate the phone call and uh, gonzo thank you for listening as always all season long let's go to let's go up to uh encinitas it's brian calling in hi brian
1: Hey, Sam, it was good to hear from you. So I didn't get to watch that game, but great win. My daughters were
7: cheerleading for La Costa Canyon, who are kicking the, you know what, out of Poway. But the season was what it was. But does, doesn't Jake Arrieta, or excuse me, um, Nick Martinez reminds you of Jake Arrieta when he won his Cy Young. Same body type,
3: same pitch type, same fastball, same curveball, same changeup. We got to bring him back. Yeah, Brian, look, uh, you know, the Jake Arietta comparison, I, I'd have to go look at video of Jake again and really look at it. But, you know, as Brian, as far as bringing him back, um, look, I would, I'm with you. I would love to have Nick Martinez back here. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. You know, there's a team option on him first, and then if the Padres decline that, uh, then he has a player option. I'm, I'm just pulling it up here uh, in my notes to make sure I get this right. The Padres have options at 16 million for next year and the year after. Um, if they decline those options, then Nick would have an 8 million dollar player option for next season in 2025. So look, you know, I don't know, 16 million might be a little bit much. The next couple of seasons but you know I, I suppose brian the worst thing that happens is that nick goes out on on the open market and you know he listens to offers and sees what he can get and the padres will have the opportunity you know to to you know play on the open market and and see if they want to bring him back at whatever price he commands but you know beyond the money brian i'm with you i think nick is a very valuable piece not just on a pitching staff but I think he's a really good clubhouse guy. I think he's a real team guy, and I'd I'd love to see him back. And uh, look, the, the bottom line is this, Brian. As well, this team is going to need rotation pieces heading into next year. We know that, and that's a big question mark right now. How they are going to fill this rotation beyond Musgrove and Darvish? There are a lot of question marks, and I would have no problem at all if if Nick Martinez is you know the um, the fill to one of those questions. And it was your, I mean, your stat, the pregame stat was, it was 21 innings of, yeah. of one run ball or whatever the ERA was. But the stat that you, you threw out on the, on the pregame, he was like up there with, you know, top one, two in the league. Yeah, uh, twenty six innings as a starter here tonight. Now I'd have to go back, Brian, honestly, and go look at when exactly that started because, as you know, there was a, a wide gap between between you know when that streak started and and how it's continued uh, up until now. But look, bottom line, he's pitched very well lately. I think Nick's a, a really solid arm. You know, the Padres again, Brian, have asked him to do a lot. I mean they they've asked him to do things that most pitchers would not do with going back and forth last year from the rotation to the bullpen, you know, pretty quickly this season, he went to the bullpen, but again, he, he never complains. He's got good stuff. I I think he's solid. And for the right price, um, I think he's a guy that, that if I'm, you know, if I'm in that front office, I want back here. I do.
1: Hey, Samuel, Les. I'm with you. God yeah. bless you, man. Great job.
3: Yeah. Brian, thank you for the phone call. And, and look, I, I just think it's about for Nick, you know, assuming that, uh, the Padres don't pick up the options, you know, for the money that's at and and the idea that he would, you know, perhaps go back on the open market. Look, it's going to be like any free agent, right? What can Nick get? What's important to him? Where does he want to go? I, you know, I don't know. He, he's somebody who seems to enjoy being part of this team and organization. Um, and, you know, maybe that that means something to him. And, and maybe he's willing to come back here and work it out. So. Uh, you know, look, he's a question mark heading into the offseason because he may become a free agent, and then it's like any free agent. What does he command, and what's the competition for him? But for a team that has question marks in that rotation, I, I really would not have an issue with Nick being brought back and the idea of him being a starter, and if you have to move into the bullpen at some point, you do. You know, look, he, he's, from an innings perspective, um, he's going to end up with, how many innings he's going to end up with between the bullpen and a starting role this year with 110 innings? In last year, he threw 106. So, look—is he a guy that's going to give you 200 innings next year as a starter? Probably not. But could you look at something like a Seth Lugo season this year where he can give you 150 or or somewhere even a little bit more than that? I look from seeing Nick and seeing how he works and his arm and the flexibility. I would, you know, I would put nothing past him. The idea that he could go give you 150 to 175 innings next year does not seem crazy to me, um, that he could be a guy like that. So he's an interesting situation, but again, for a team that has a lot of question marks about this rotation once Sunday is over, um, I, I would love to see the Padres bring him back. I, I think he's, uh, I think he's a, a really good clubhouse guy. He's a team guy, and he's very solid on top of that as a, a mid to back end of rotation type guy. Let's go to Santee. It's Ann on the Padres Radio Network. Ann, how are you?
6: I'm doing great. I'm so proud of my boys that they have not given up, that they're still fighting. Um, I want them to know that we still love them, even though they're out. Um, We're there for them, and I only have one question because I'm already going through baseball withdrawals knowing that we only have two games left, Uh is do we know the date of when the pitchers and catchers report for next year, so I could start counting.
3: All right, Ann. Well, I I, uh, I I appreciate your optimism, and uh, I'm sure if the Padres were listening, they would they would appreciate uh, your kind words. Uh, Ann, let me look it up for you right now. I, I don't think pitchers and catchers um, – is announced yet. In fact, I know it's not, but I do believe the cactus league schedule is, and which would give me a pretty good guess as to when, um, when, uh, pitchers and catchers might report. So give me a second here. Ann, if you, if you don't mind, hold on, I'm going to look it up for you right now. Let's see what I can figure out here for you. And, uh, I should be out there for spring training in Peoria, whenever that date is, but, uh, the Cactus League schedule, and begins on February 22nd in uh, in Arizona. So, you know, I, I'd have to look at when the first Cactus League game was this year. I think it was a little bit later than that. Now, keep in mind, the Padres begin next season in Korea, and that's really early on March 20th. So, again, I haven't looked super deep into this yet, but... That seems a little bit earlier to me, and it wouldn't shock me that things were kind of pushed up a week because of that Korea series. So looking at the 22nd, Dan, um, I'd say probably some point the week of, you know, the 12th, maybe late the week of the 5th. You know, usually pitchers and catchers report about a week and a half to two weeks before that first uh, spring training games, so I'd be looking at probably somewhere between, uh, you know, the 7th to the 12th or so. I could be off on that, but, and it's probably somewhere around there. You're looking at the first, you know, week or two of February, and then the Cactus League season starts on February 22nd. So uh, that that's the best I can do for you. But, and stay tuned to the station, and uh, I'm sure uh, whenever we know.
6: Sammy, and the yeah, um, yeah. one final thing, um, it's probably – one of the last phone calls to you. I appreciate your first year here. You've been nothing but positive for our team and tell them the truth. And I appreciate you for everything you've done for us, um, getting us information and everything else. So.
1: All and Padres. Yeah.
6: Games get over 500 <laughs> and I'm um, looking forward to next year.
3: Okay. And thank you so much for the kind words in the phone call. Really appreciate that. And, uh, look, uh, You know, look, it's obviously not been the season anybody anticipated, hoped for, dreamt of. And my goodness, we've, (laughs) we've had months upon months to talk about it every single night and break it down game by game, inning by inning, at bat by at bat. So I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but, um, look, after Sunday, you know, comes and goes. You know, we'll watch the postseason, we'll watch who wins the World Series here in twenty twenty three. And then it's on to well, how do the Padres bounce back in twenty four? And certainly they're gonna have a, a core of a team that is very capable of doing so. What the entire team looks like, well that's you know, that's to be determined and, and uh certainly, you know, uh questions to be answered, but you know, I'm, I'm sure by, by November, December, into January, a lot of you out there will be revved up and and ready to go with high hopes for 24. We'll see. But, Ann, thank you for the kind words. Appreciate that. Let's go to Jamie calling in from San Isidro. Jamie, you're on the Padres Radio Network. How are you?
7: Hey, Samuel. How are you doing? Doing well. First of all, Ann, I love your passion and your commitment. You are fantastic. Don't ever stop.
3: Great. Thank you, I appreciate that and very much. Thank you, you for Sammy listening.
7: She looks, Sammy, she loves you, and is one of the best ever. I'm going to zone. But first of all, as a Padres fan, season ticket holder, Sellers had nine years, kind of a dumpster fire. Uh, Bob Melvin's been a manager of the year for a number of years. I think there's a combination of three donnas. Talking to Preller and a good manager getting thrown under the bus on Monday, I'm firing Preller. What do you think, Sammy?
3: Well, look, uh, look, Jamie. I appreciate the phone call. I mean, you know, look, I, I, you know, it's been reported that that there will be some sort of of meeting on Monday. You know, what the outcome of all that is, I, I don't know. Obviously, it has not been the season that anybody anticipated, wanted, and Um, You know, it's felt like something is off right uh, throughout the campaign. So and I don't know what the the outcome of all that's going to be. And certainly, look, it's going to be an interesting few days and and week here coming up because, you know, it's been a a very underwhelming season. And um, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens out of the meeting that that was reported to be, you know, being had next week and. And all of it, right, in the days to come. I mean, you know, look, uh, things things happen this time of year. I mean, you can look up to San Francisco earlier today, Gabe Kapler getting let go by the Giants, which I don't know was super surprising, but, you know, I, I think a few weeks ago, I don't know that a ton of people had that on the radar, and then that seemed to really pick up steam in the last week and into the last 24, 48 hours, and then just like that, uh, the Giants are looking for a new manager. Uh, next season so it's that time of year when you talk about teams that have underachieved and um, I, I I, couldn't tell you Jamie what exactly is about to happen uh, what's to come here over the next couple of weeks but um, you know look it, it's obviously uh, you know been a, a disappointing year and um, and we'll see what what happens from all that uh, in the days to come that's the best I got for you let's go to Eric easy money what's up Hey Sammy
7: Lev, thanks for uh, taking my call again. I appreciate it. I wanted to call you once we got back to five hundred again. You got it. I know it took me a while, but yeah, that was a that was a rough, rough way to end it. You know, but I gotta, I gotta admit, man, the Padres fans, you guys are the best. You guys uh, made me want to believe, made me feel at home, and quite honestly, this season was magical. Because the Padres fans broke a record that I never thought <laughs> I'd ever see in San Diego. Man, look at that! What was it? More than forty-five, fifty plus sellouts.
3: Yeah, 59 uh, fifty, fifty-nine out of seventy-nine uh, openings. Well, let's go! That's yeah. right. Tip of the cap for all the Padres
7: fans, man. Um, it was worth it. All the uh, every time I went, man, it was it was amazing. So I just wanted to give a shout out to the Padres fans. I mean, the, the team is a team, you know. They win or lose, we're still with them.
3: Yeah, for sure, Eric and, and easy money. I should say uh thank you for the phone call as always and thank you for uh for saying hello throughout the season at Petco Park. Appreciate it. Uh look, you know, look, no doubt when, when the story is written of the twenty twenty three San Diego Padres one of the real positives and I would say one of the real stories of this season. When the book is written, I don't know if there will be a book written, but if it's written will be the fans it really will be and i don't say that to sound cliche i don't say that because we're sitting here in san diego california and we've got a, a listener base of padres fans out there but it's true 59 sellouts i mean it smashed the sellout record 3.2 million plus in the building in 79 openings it, it smashed the the petco park attendance record and as somebody that was there every single night at petco park yeah it was it was magical in that way. It really, really was. And look, the fans have said it so many times. they did everything they could have done to support this team, both with their passion, the way they showed up, and their wallet. and unfortunately, you know they they did deserve better this season. They did um, and they didn't get the season they deserved by the way they showed up. I hope that changes in twenty twenty four from everything you hear, it should be another great year of attendance uh, next year. And I'm sure the place will be buzzing from opening day on. And I hope there's more to cheer about. I hope it's it's a season more to remember than just for what the fans did in the stands. But more to remember for what you saw on the field and wins. And uh, hopefully a World Series title for this team and for this city. So, uh, you know, Eric, I, I totally understand what you're saying as far as the magical feeling in the stands. Now it's about getting that... Magical feeling on the field that, of course, always translates to uh, the feeling in the stands as well. But it, look, and I'll, I'll have more time to say it tomorrow Sunday and as we kind of sign off in 2023. But the fans certainly a, a huge, huge, huge story of this season really, really was because of the way they showed up and the way uh, they invested in this ball club uh, at Petco Park at spring training and, and beyond. All right, let's hear our play of the game as the Padres beat the White Sox 3-2. What
1: was the crucial play that helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game. Presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, heating and air, flood and restoration. Because we know how.
2: 3-2. and two. Here's the pitch. Moncada swings. It's a ground ball to short. Bogarts has it. To second one. Came to first in time. A double play to end it. And for the first time since mid-May when they were 19 and 19 the Padres have gotten back to 500. they beat the White Sox here tonight three to two to run their record to 80 and 80.
3: the final out our play of the game here tonight why not Padres back to 500 for the first time in a very very long time since May 11th when they were 19 and 19 they improved to 80 and 80 here tonight. That is our play of the game as the Padres beat the White Sox in this series opener 3-2. to Before we get you ready for tomorrow, wrap things up. Let's quickly pause for Station ID on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you here inside our San Diego studios on the Padres Radio Network. What's on tap? Next couple of days as we wrap up the 2023 season, you've got... Myself, Jesse and Tony for two more. And that's it until 2024. So hope you'll join us both tomorrow and Sunday. First pitch tomorrow at 410. Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show at 310. Right hander Michael Walker will make his final start of 2023 against right hander and former Padre Mike Clevenger on the mound for the White Sox. Again, first pitch at 410 and the pregame begins at 310. And certainly hope you'll join us today. Uh, well, you joined us today, but tomorrow and Sunday, as uh, we wrap things up, and we'll continue to take your phone calls and uh, sort of put a bow. And we'd love to hear from you uh, either via social media or via the phones for the next couple of days on our post game coverage. Taking a look at the final totals here tonight for the Padres three runs, six hits, no errors. They left on 12. For the White Sox, two runs, eight hits, one error. They left on 11. Winning pitcher Nick Martinez, who improves to six and four. Losing pitcher Dylan Cease. Who drops to seven and nine save goes to Josh Hader, his 33rd of the season. Time of game, three hours and four minutes and the crowd at guaranteed rate field in Chicago, 20,491. As always, if you missed any of our post game show, you can listen back to all of it on the inside San Diego baseball podcast available wherever you hear your podcasts. For great studio coordinator, Frank Casey. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the San Diego Padres 3 and the Chicago White Sox 2. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.